The Providence College Friars. Will the party ever end tonight The Big East. And the rest of the college hoops world. You know that the party will not end. This is the Providence Crier Podcast with your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Zerwes. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Providence Crier Podcast. I'm your host, Mike the Providence Crier. Follow me on Twitter. That's at Providence Crier. Read our blog, theprovincecrier.com. Join with me, as always. We have BOC in the house. Follow him on Twitter at BOC all day. Today is Wednesday, February 7th, um, and... You know, BOC, we have a jam-packed episode today because it's been a rough week. Uh, the Friars lose to Villanova in just horrible fashion. Um, a 50-68 to loss at the hands of the Wildcats. Uh, the Crier got hacked. Uh, the Crier account got hacked. By by some type of crypto account? Yeah, BOC was, 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 uh, was texting me, like, can you stop? promoting like crypto from the account like knock it off I was like, first of all i can't even believe you would think that i would actually be intentional. i thought you i thought you were down so bad you were trying to find some extra money on the side to offset the depression <laughs> yeah no so, so the crier was hacked uh please do not invest in any of those neo tokyo or whatever they were called nfts uh i'm not responsible um, if you lose money, if you lose everything, um, but, uh, but no, BOC, let, let's dive in. The hack situation's resolved itself. We're all good now, but BOC, let's dive in because you had boots on the ground in this game, uh, against Villanova in Philadelphia on Sunday. Um, I, I guess the floor is yours to start here. I mean, obviously we're not going to have nice things to say. Yeah. So. One, this game was ripe for us getting a win. The Wells Fargo, it's a beautiful arena, really easy ride, actually. It was an hour and 20 minutes from my house, so it was really painless, actually, to get there. There was It was maybe at 50% capacity, and of that 50% that were in attendance, I would say 75% of them were over the age of 60, uh, so it fit the Nova demographics to a T. Student section was actually fantastic. But that's just like a nice little Sunday fun day, 6 p.m. tip. Like if you're a student, you can ask for a more more fun time uh, on a Sunday. But anyway, so the atmosphere was dismal. Um, Nova's coming off five-game losing streak. There's questions around Kyle Neptune. By all accounts, if Providence comes out of the gates even somewhat hot, Nova was just going to lay down and accept the loss and we might be talking about Neptune being fired. So maybe this is a blessing in disguise to be honest. Um, But what happened is probably the worst offensive showing I've ever seen since I started following the Friars. Uh, Maybe you and I can talk about the Virginia game when we were in, in Newark, but that was against a, that was against uh, a Tony Bennett coached, you know, pack line. So that you have to put an asterisk there. The, so I've done a lot of reading. I've done a lot of soul searching. I've listened to a few podcasts on on the game, and it seems like 
I'm going to take a contrarian stance a bit here, and it might be an unpopular one. It seems like everybody's saying we need to run more set plays. We need to do something more on the half-court offensive end. English needs to coach him up more on the offensive end. Again, I was there in person. I had really good seats. We, as much as you want to say we need to run better plays, the players need to put the ball in the hoop. I am not kidding when I say of the, whatever they took, 33 threes, I would say half of those were non-contested. There weren't, there wasn't an opponent within two to three feet of the shooter wide open. Like the numbers are going to make Villanova look very good defensively. And I thought they did a great job contesting Carter. I thought they did a really nice job of fronting Odoro, make life, making life difficult for him to catch the entry pass, but they left open so many wide open shooters. So while you want to say, hey, we need more off- offensive sets, and English said they need to probably do something like that, what do you exactly want Providence to do? Okay, so you say we don't want them shooting as many threes. Okay, so what do you think most teams are going to do on, on the defensive end? They're now going to pack the paint. They so Okay, so again, threes are going to be wide open. Pack the paint, which is going to make it more difficult to drive to the lane. Do you want to run more set plays for Odoro and Carter in the post where Carter can maybe expose his athleticism? Odoro's, you know, the focal point in the front court. What do you think is going to happen when Carter and Odoro touch the ball in the post? They're going to get doubled instantaneously. What does that lead to? A wide open man from three. You want to ask the players to drive more to the rim and attack at the rim? Floyd Jr. and Dual throughout the game had really nice paths to the to the bucket. And they seemingly just pass right out of it. So they have no confidence. There was one play in the second half where Dual had a wide open lane to the bucket. And all of 6-6, Eric Dixon was the only, pa- only resistance. And he would have fit, flushed that with ease. But instead, he kicks it out to the baseline and leads to it. He just passes it right to a Villanova player. So while you want to like get on English for his sets and the freedom, <laughs> those sets led to a lot of really high quality looks, wide open looks. So I feel like I'm in bizarro land because I've always been the one that didn't want more threes, but the threes are wide open. It's not like they're taking a lot of contested, ill-advised threes. They're really quality shots. I get that we're not a great shooting team, but man, oh man, they were wide open. You need to put the ball in the bucket. You're a Big East level player. So again, yeah, we'll probably run some more set plays. It's all well and good, but it's probably going to lead to the same thing with the with a wide open three point look, and we need to knock them down. So I'm sorry I'm going on a tangent, but I feel like people don't realize that. Don't don't confuse the outcome with the process. The outcome sucked. The process to get there was fantastic because the looks were amazing. We just couldn't make a single freaking bucket. Yeah, and you know you do wonder, BOC, if if uh, English kind of ran back his his talks. Um, you know the words they said right after the game. You know he was pretty hot about the whole situation. Yeah, uh, pr- probably the most hot we've seen him all year. Maybe outside of Biggie's media day when somebody tried to make a joke about mindset. Yeah, uh, that, but, poor, uh, that poor kid got eviscerated for that. Oh, he sure did. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, so, so you do wonder if, if maybe he's reined that in. You know, I'm. Can wait? I, can, I, can I? Can I ask yeah. if you like? That's just my opinion, by the way. Do you think I'm like off base there? Like, because it feels like everybody's saying the offense. And granted, the offense did suck. Yes, the offense has sucked all year. 
I put that more on personnel than play calling. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think like, look, they definitely missed open shots in the Villanova game. No doubt about it. But you do wonder with a team that's searching for answers post price Hopkins, whether or not this would be a good idea. Um, I, I see your hesitancy, um, you know, especially considering they played this deep into the season. Now you're going to change everything. That seems a little crazy. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to at least having a few play set plays on offense sprinkled in here or there to get you a bucket because like, man, do they need it? Um, can I, can I ask, can I ask a very obvious question? What are you have a smart basketball mind? What are the, what are the play calls that are going to be designed? Because every single defense is going to be pack the paint, force them to shoot a three. Like, I don't understand. What are the play calls? Is it going to be drawing up back, backdoor screens for Devin Carter? Like, what are, what are they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think that's a possibility. But, but like, you know, we we're talking in our text group. I asked you um, if you ever recall this year them running any, like, uh, baseline out-of-bounds plays. Like, or, or like a – a play out of a timeout that can get you a, a quick, easy hitter. Yeah. They haven't really done that. I, I, at least I don't think, um, you know, fans can certainly correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, so I wouldn't mind him doing that because you got to figure out something because at the end of the day, you know what you're going to get from Carter, you know what you're going to get from Oduro, um, you know, but, but the other guys are going to have to pick it up. They're going to have to, uh, otherwise, we're going to be looking at a bad March uh, or bad February in a bad March. And by the way, the folks listening, feel free to like chime in and say, Hey, Brendan, Hey Mike, you guys are missing these things because I, I've played basketball my entire life. Like I, I think I know it relatively well. There are a million people who know a lot more about basketball than myself, but it's easy to just throw out there like, Oh, call better sets when our offense is so limited. Like the sets, the sets that were run against Villanova. Again, I'm beating a dead horse, but they were good looks. They were they were. If we knock down instead of going zero for nine, we go three for nine to start the game. It's a completely different story. Yeah, no, for sure. But you know, just everything about that game was just horrible. Like it's so funny too. It was like the exact opposite. Of the UConn game, which was like a foul, you know, foul fest. Yeah. Uh, the game took forever. I felt like I blinked an eye and all of a sudden it's halftime and they're down 26-16. We were, like, we, I, I, we, were joke, we were joking in the first half. We were because we thought we were going to get home around like 11 30, 12. We were like, we were joking that we might be home by 8 30. Yeah. Because yeah. because the first half went so quick. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I feel like at least I was a fan as a fan was blindsided by, by the half that transpired. And, and I would have to imagine the players were too. Um, you, you brought the dual lane uh, that he had that he didn't take advantage of. It burned in my brain is that play where Pierre drove to the hoop, had a wide open lap and then just decided to kick it out. Like, and that's he had a rough game too. So that's I where, mean, so that's where like, again, I, I think I, my tone has been really defensive of English. But this is where, and I brought it up in our group chat, Duwall is doing it, Floyd is doing it, now Pierre, you see to a certain extent, is, it sounds crazy to say, but is 
English teaching them to, unless it's a wide open layup, to kick it out and try and find the three instead of going for a contested layup. Because it seems like that's what Floyd's doing. It seems like that's what Dual is doing. And now Pierre to a certain extent. So is it lack of confidence? That's probably what it is. But three players doing that just seems like, which isn't really the norm for basketball. Like it just seems very strange. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it is. It, it certainly is. Um, I think some of that is experience, right? I, I do think you have to, you know, put a nod to that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's very possible. Um, you know, one thing in in the last pod that we talked about, and well, first off, I love how you pointed out in the recap article that that that's on the site that it was just cruel that the Friars went thirteen of thirteen from the line, but um, but to me, this game. Ultimately, was decided by one. Obviously, us missing a ton of shots. Uh, yeah. That's that's pretty clear when you shoot twenty nine percent from the floor for the entire game, twenty one percent from three. Um, I didn't think they were crazy with the turnovers, but man, Villanova was able to take care of the basketball. You weren't able to turn them over. You only got two steals in the game. They, on the flip side, were able to turn you over, which. As sloppy as we've been, I, I was surprised that, that that Villanova had ten steals in this game. Um, so, did you did you notice? Again, you probably had a better view of watching on TV, but did you notice Gaines having trouble? There seemed to be a really odd connection with Gaines and Odora when they were trying to get the ball to him. Because I I looked and I think Gaines only had, was credited with one turnover in the game, and Odoro actually had a lot of turnovers credited to him. Four, but yeah, but it seemed like. Gaines and Odoro couldn't get on the same page in the first. Well, nobody could get on any page, but Gaines and Odoro couldn't get on the same page with getting him the touches that he wanted. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, BOC. I kind of, second half, I kind of just drank myself in, 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 into uh, an early bedtime uh, after that game because it was that painful. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you would hope that's not the case. I mean, they played with each other for what? This is their third year together. So, um, yeah. and, and and you know, Gaines is a guy that that saw the floor a ton, and obviously Joshua Duro did too, as a, a first team All A ten guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, maybe it was something Villanova was doing, uh, and maybe maybe you credit the X's and O's there for for yeah, Kyle yeah. Neptune. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just. Horrible game all around. Um, you know, we said we'd stop bringing up Cooley, and it, not to bring us up, but but he always talked about burning the tape. And I think didn't Kim say no? Like they're not going to burn the tape; they're going to go over a shitload of the tape. They, uh, they should. They should. Be, they should because this is the. <clears throat> I was looking at the Creighton, <laughs> the Creighton recap from the first time we played them, and the stats in the recap are eerily similar to what transpired in the Nova game. So there was one stat that said at this point, it was in the losses in the losses uh, that Providence has, they averaged 59.5 points a game. So we lost that game 69, 60. We're having the same exact issues where the offense is just not showing up. If you were to tell me that we, if you were to tell me that we held Villanova to 26 points at their place, what would you say? We were up, Five to ten points. Yeah, yeah. And you're down ten. <laughs> yeah, I, it was it was atrocious. Um, and you know, it, listen, I, I hate to say it, but like, 
what happens when you have I don't want to lump Carter or Gaines in here because I mean they're not really your true backcourt. On the road, the backcourt struggled. Uh no question. Um I'm talking Gaines or excuse me, Pierre, Floyd, and Duol. Um those guys just need to be better at end of the day. Um so, you know, it'll be interesting. You look at the team now. Now, I don't think the Villanova game was a must-win. I really don't. It was a must-win for them, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the Friars still have an opportunity here. But, man, oh, man, I'm writing up the, uh, the, the preview article as we speak and, you know, talking about adversity that this team has faced. Obviously, the Hopkins injury is, like, massive. But this might be the biggest adversity they've faced all year. Um, looking at what they have ahead of them to try and get into the tournament, you got five five home games of the last eight uh, of the last eight games, which is great. But you know you're playing some tough teams. Uh, you know Creighton being one of them, which which we'll get to here momentarily. Um, you know you definitely have some winnable games on there. DePaul, Georgetown. Uh, home against the ball at Georgetown. Um, you know, the three road games they have, it, it seems to me at this point, they're going to have to either go 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh at home the rest of the way here for the NCAA tournament chances. It, it's it's looking like we're going to have to make a nice little MSG run, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, very possible. I mean, the computers love the Friars, but well, I shouldn't say love, but, you know, it's a lot better. I feel like if we wouldn't be in the 50s right now, if this was prior years, right? Yeah. Uh, given the record that we have, uh, we'd probably be a lot lower. So, um, and our resume looks good. The problem is, you know the committee is going to be like, well, you lost Bryce Hopkins, and you proceeded to go, you know, one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, you know, lose your six of your, of your last nine with your only win, uh, your only wins at the Paul versus Georgetown. And then obviously a big win that should help uh, at Seton Hall. But then yeah. again, the Pirates were without Kadari Richmond. So I, they're not, they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. I was, no. in, I was in a discussion with a few folks on Twitter today. Somebody like raised this question to me. 10 and 10 is not going to get it done to be considered a lock. Yeah. 11 and 9 I think we're, we're a lock. 10 and 10 is it's not it's just not there because we don't have the resume without Bryce Hopkins yet. Yeah, no. Uh, and they, we're, they we're not going to get the, we're not going to get the benefit of the doubt with the Wisco, with the Georgia, with the Marquette because Hopkins was Hopkins was available. And you know, say whatever you want about that. He's one of five players. He's an impactful player. Um, yeah, they 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 need to get to eleven and nine to to not have to do some damage in in the Big East tournament. All right. So obviously, massive game coming up Wednesday night, eight thirty tip from the amp. The game will actually be on FS two. Uh, if you don't have it, make sure you pull out that Fox Sports app because I think you can still get it off that. Um, but uh, massive game against number 19 Creighton, who has shown their struggles kind of on and off throughout the season. 
but they are 16 and six. Uh, like I said, ranked 19th in the country at the moment. Um, ironically enough, this is the first team you played um, in the post Hopkins season, right? Yeah. Uh, Friars went down to Omaha after losing Bryce Hopkins and played a game like that. They, they were in, I mean, they, they were only trailed by a point with about four ten left in the game. Um, a, a game that they were in. And, you know, I look at this Creighton team, they've been kind of up and down throughout the year. I, I don't like the, I'm not confident in the way that we're playing right now, but I feel like, you know, this team can kind of figure it out against Creighton. So can I, can I ask you English post game said, we're going to have to make some changes. And he talked about like strategic changes. Do you see any type of rotation changes? And when I say changes, it could be tweaks. I'm not saying a wholesale change. Like what do you see changing in terms of strategy and or personnel and rotation? Yeah. I mean, if anything, uh, maybe, you know, maybe you run with Pierre and do all together um, and have Corey Floyd come off the bench. Um, I like that. Corey's given you great defense, um, but outside of a few games, the offense has been pretty, pretty woeful. And, you know, maybe you take him off the bench. That kind of just changes his perspective. Talk about a guy like Jared Bynum, for example. Um, you know, he spoke about how like, oh yeah, I would love to start, but you know, coming off the bench, I kind of see things from a different perspective. I know what I need to do when I get into the game. Maybe that can give a jolt for Corey Floyd. Um, let, let me tell let me tell you, you see him in person at the Nova game. I've never seen somebody hang their head and just have you could just see the confidence leaving his body. Um it was it was really tough to see, actually. Yeah. 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 I mean it, and it's it's tough too because like you have to like you these are kids. Yeah. It was it was pain it was painful to see, actually. I like I I felt for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I didn't get too much of that on TV, but obviously being at the game is different. Um, but but yeah, man, it, it's it's too bad because, like I said, the beginning of the of our preview article for Creighton, it's going to be about the adversity that PC faced. Uh, their first smidge of adversity this year was in the Bahamas when you lose Jaden Pierre five minutes into the game. Uh, Duwall gets gets uh, suspended for the following game for his incident with DD Ames, um, and you know you're left to face a solid Georgia team without two of your premier players in the backcourt. Um, and what happened? Corey Floyd was inserted as a starting point guard, and he had a nice game, scoring double figures, and, and helped Providence get the win. Um, so yeah, it's. Been a tough season for him, no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe that sort of look can kind of help him and kind of jolt him. Uh, the rest. I want. Of the I want to see him if he's not pulling the three. I want to see him. I don't care if there's three people contesting the rim. Just try and dunk it on him. I'm, he is too athletic to be doing the pump the, to stop the dribble and start to kick, try and kick it out. Just try and yoke it on somebody. He is so athletic. Enough of stop second guessing yourself. Just go up. I don't care if he gets swatted a hundred times. Yeah. No, I mean, definitely. Um, you know, through, obviously we followed him his recruitment, right? Um, and 
yeah, in high school, he was absolutely that guy. Yeah. Always absorbing contact and finishing over people. Um, obviously, that gets harder when you're in college. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, last year in his sparing minutes, what was he? He was a 3 and D guy. And that was his role. Um, and now the three isn't working. And it's like, you know, where do you go from here? Um, and on the flip side, too, maybe that sort of change gets Garway going, too. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what I would like to see. Um, and then in terms of uh, of plays, I, I'm definitely not opposed to tossing a few sets here and there. Just sprinkle them in, you know, yeah. see what happens. Can I, can I give my um, my ultimate ironic take? Sure. I think Providence might hit their most threes of conference play this game against Creighton. No, I, I – the besides, only besides, I'm besides, surprised – by the way, besides like the we're throwing the pole out there, like that doesn't count that game. Okay, all right, all right. But I am surprised you throw it in there based off our talks before we start recording here uh, about the game. Now, I feel like this is a great, this is a good spot for Providence to get back, and then on top of that, get an absolute huge resume win uh, against Creighton. You know. Again, I, I don't like the way that they're playing right now, but this Creighton team is so weird, man. They, they lost to Butler 99 to 98 in regulation. Um, you know, they, they scored 48 points against UConn. Um, but th- that's what we, we need to get in their shirts defensively. We need to make them very uncomfortable. They love operating in space. Yeah, no, absolutely. You definitely got to get on shooters. Uh, Specifically, Shireman, Trey Alexander, even Ashworth. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I feel confident every time Crane comes to town uh, in Providence. I, I really do. <laughs> it's a it's the pink out game, eight thirty tip. So it's a you're gonna have some time in the pregame. We can get to that in a bit, probably. Yeah, and on top of that, um, on top of that, BOC, as bad as the Friars bench has been this year. I got a feeling they'll they'll outscore Creighton's bench because they don't have a bench. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Creighton is kind of rolling though. You know, outside of that Butler game before that, they had won seven of eight with the one loss being UConn. Um, but I, I just got a sneaking suspicion, man, that that this game will be close, and and that province will ultimately pull it out. I think. I hate to say it. I think we play well offensively, but I think we lose by a couple points. So what do you think? The get like 80 to uh, well, the number yet? Good good for us as relative offensively. Uh, I would say 76, 74 Creighton. Okay. Yeah. I think I might go like 79, 72. Wow. I mean, what are, I, is the spread out yet? Like, we're what are we like? Probably two, we're two, two or one point dogs, one and a half point dogs, home dogs. You yeah. don't want to make the Friars home dogs. Yeah. I'm sorry, you, you just don't. And listen, I, I I think the team will feed off the energy in the building. Um, fans got to bring it. You know, you, you talk about players holding the, you know. 
having their head, you know, slunked over and you know, all yeah. pouty. We can't be that as a fan base, man. We, we got we got to have the juices flowing. Eight thirty tip. I got a good feeling about that, but I might, you know, you know to make we, us. We can't. We can't start pounding if they, they don't come out hot either. To really stack the odds in our favor, I might put this. I might record this game and watch it in the morning. Last time I did that. Last time I did that, we won by thirty-eight. It is true that that did happen. Um, I mean, it is well past your bedtime, and who knows the FS uh, the first game on FS two. I believe it's Georgetown at Seton Hall. Maybe that goes uh, way too long, and we don't start till forever. But uh, I'll do anything to get a win. Me too. Me too. All right. Um, you got anything else? Do you want to talk about your pregame festivities? Well, yeah. Um, so as you may have seen, PCPC doing kegs for Kim. Uh, it will be pre-gaming on Eaton Street with a bunch of kegs. Uh, and the crier has been asked, cordially invited by Manchita to attend. Uh, and I might do that. I, I think I'm probably going to do that. Um, matter of fact, a lot of the season guys can't make this one. and I've already given them shit. In yeah. the fire's biggest hour of need. Yeah. Uh, where are you guys? Uh, but, you know, they all have some stuff going on. So I'm still going, regardless. And, uh, yeah, I might be making a stop by Eden Street. Say hello. Shake some hands, give some babies. <laughs> do a couple keg stands. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. BLC. Maybe I'll I'll have a beer. Maybe right. I'll do a tiny. Yeah. No, I don't know. After my push-up debacle, I don't even know if I can do it. Uh, I can't stand it anymore. Used to be the king of them. <laughs> oh, God, we need this win. That we do, man. Um, you know, if they get it, I think it's just like, puts the season right back on track. You know, on Sunday, they'll get Butler, Super Bowl Sunday. Maybe catch them sleeping. Um, yeah. You know, that might be a revenge game for them, though. It's, uh, you know, after not fouling up three, which they learned, by the way, in that Creighton game. Um, so, so yeah. So, I mean, I think it's – I think 2-0 and o week is on the table, BFC. We might have to – you know, I know this pod's been pretty much all bad vibes the entire time. Uh, we might have to turn that around because down here, I think it's on the table. And then if you do that, you do that, BOC. Then you got Johnny's and DePaul at home. And you can really start to to then we're ha- hashtag rank Providence. Yeah, maybe. Uh possible. All right, you got anything else? No, I, I just want to win, man. Me too. We all do. All right. Until next time, Firetown. See you later. See you guys. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke when I'm way about a hoop, ay Cross over, I might go to L.E.U Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school P.C., you know we on go, ay Feel like A.J. Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, ay Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Ho, ay I'm the alpha dog, D.I.L.O. They was sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage and he see me bumpin', so we gon' let him have it, yeah They don't want no static, we at the top just like the attic the This year we takin' over March Madness 
Man up in my city on the truth, yeah David Duke when I'm way above the hoop, babe Cross over, I might throw the hell at you But they sleeping on me, well let's take them back to school Man up in my city on the truth